The Great Gildersleeve. A special rebroadcast for all you soldiers, sailors, and Marines of the United Nations. Listen to another amazing episode in the life of the great Gildersleeve. Now let's join the great Gildersleeve, whom we find for the moment at peace with the world and with himself. Alone at the breakfast table, he lingers over his third cup of coffee, enjoying that delicious moment of stolen relaxation which comes before plunging into the day's affairs. <sighs> there have been interruptions. Piggy Banks arrived before breakfast, and he and Leroy are engaged in some enterprise down the cellar. <laughs> oh, there, boys will be boys. And uh, Marjorie, she has a caller, too, Keith Kelsey. They've taken over the living room. Oh, brother. Don't fence me in. <laughs> Catchy. Love yes, Gildersleeve today is a happy man, rejoicing in his happy little family. There's only one cloud on his horizon, and that's Aunt Hattie. Well, this is the day Aunt Hattie Forrester is due to arrive for a visit. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Gildersleeve. I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to move. Huh? Got to clear away these dishes and get cleaned up here. Yeah, all right, Bertie. I'll just finish my coffee. Don't like to rush you, Mr. Gildersleeve, but I've got 11 million things to do. Oh, now take it easy, Bertie. Got to have everything nice for Miss Forrester, you know. Yes, but she isn't arriving till nearly 12. 12? Mr. Gildersleeve, you know what I got to do today? I got to wash the breakfast dishes, got to clean off the table, got the marketing to do for the weekend, got to iron my uniform, got to clean a whole house from top to bottom, and I oh, got... Oh, now, Bertie, it's nothing like that. After all, Aunt Hattie is a member of the family. Family or no family, I ain't taking no chances. I'm sweeping under every bed and dusting behind every radiator. Ain't nobody gonna get nothing on me. <laughs> Just the same, I don't know how I'm gonna do it all, and that's a fact. Oh, don't worry. It's all gonna work out. I don't know. I ain't been feeling so good lately, Miss Gilsey. That knee of mine's been giving me trouble again. Uh, oh, Bertie, everything is going to be all right. I'll help you with all the heavy work. We'll all help. Well, I don't like to ask you to do that. Oh, but... I insist. I'm at your service, Bertie. Command me. Just tell me what to do. Well, that sure is nice of you, Mr. Gilsey. There's all them dishes and the sink. Oh, the dishes shall be done, Bertie. The dishes shall be done. Just speak to Marjorie. Tell her to give you a hand with them. <laughs> Tell her I said so, Bertie. Meanwhile, I'll just uh, run upstairs and see how things are coming there. What a character. <laughs> oh, you still up here, Mr. Gilsey? Uh, uh, yes, Bertie. Uh, just pause to read an old letter I happened to find in one of my pockets. But no time for such things now, is there? Let's see, what's to be done? Marjorie help you with the dishes? Well, no, sir. I didn't like to ask her. She had a friend there. Oh, you're too soft-hearted, Bertie. Too easy with us. I told you. Put us to work. Well, sir, I am a little behind. If somebody could just give me a hand with the carpet sweeping here in the hall... Think no more about it, Bertie. Just leave it to me. Well, thank you, sir. I sure appreciate it. Leroy! Your... You're looking for Leroy, Miss Gilsey. He's down in the cellar. Oh, Leroy! Leroy! Don't you worry about the carpet sweeping, Bertie. I'll be only too glad. Well, thank you. That sure is nice of you. Leroy! Leroy! I'm coming! He's coming! He's coming! 
Well, I guess the first thing is to do is to move all your clothes and stuff into the sewing room, Mr. Gilsey. Uh, don't tell me I'm sleeping in the sewing room again. Well, we can't ask Miss Forrester to sleep on that old army cot. <laughs> all right, go ahead, move me. After all, who am I? I just pay the bills around here, that's all. Yes, sir, that's about it. To do something else. What is it, Unc? Piggy and me are busy. I want you to give me a hand here, Leroy, with the carpet sweeping. But what about Piggy? Forget Piggy. You can play with him later. But, Unc, Piggy is my guest. I can't just go off and leave him. You go off and leave him plenty of other times. Now, do as I tell you. Here's the sweeper. Well, I don't know what Piggy's gonna say. Sweep the carpet, Leroy. You'll think I've had a fine bringing up going off and leaving a guest like this in the cellar. Sweep the carpet. Hate to think what his parents will think. I guess they'll certainly wonder where I got my manners. Yeah, I know what I think of anybody that went off and left me like that. I think they were very, weren't very polite. Or their uncle, either. Sweep the carpet! Okay! What are you boys doing down there in the cellar, anyway? We're building something. Building what? Oh, a thing. What thing are you building? Well, it's a military secret. It, I asked you a question, my boy. What are you building? I promised I wouldn't tell, Unc. I promised my guest. Leroy. You wouldn't want me to break a promise, would you, Unc? To a guest? I simply want to know what you're making down there, and I intend to find out. Now, what is it? It's a booby trap. Yeah. Oh, it's perfectly harmless, Unc. The way it works, the guy trips over the wire, the wire pulls the switch, the switch connects the spark coil, the coil makes a spark, and the paint bucket blows up. Blows up? Just carbide. You put some in the bucket and spit on it. Makes gas. Yes. Perfectly harmless. Just blows up, that's all. That's all. Some kids would put rocks in it, but not us. Rocks would be dangerous. <laughs> Pretty slick, hey, Unc? There'll be no booby traps built in this house, Leroy. Is that understood? Oh, Unc. Mr. Gillsleeve, my land, have I got to sweep that carpet myself? Leroy, has Bernie got to sweep that carpet herself? Don't you realize, Mr. Gillsleeve, Miss Foster's gonna be here in an hour? You hear that, Leroy? Your aunt will be arriving in an hour. Now finish up that carpet, my boy, and give Bertie a hand with the rest of the things here. I'll just run downstairs and see how things are coming there. <laughs> Hello, my dear. Keith? Hi. Doing a little harmonizing, I see. Well, just trying to learn it. Uh, well, don't let me stop you. I got a few minutes before it's time to go to the railroad station. I'll just sit down here. Let's try it again, Keith. No, not right now, Marge. Oh, don't let me stop you, children. I'll just sit here and read the newspaper. We're getting pretty good, Uncle Marge. You ought to hear us. No, we're not. We're terrible. We are not terrible. We've got harmony and everything, just like the Andrews sisters. Andrews sisters? Do I know them? They're on the radio, silly. They sing the way we were just now. And you say they're on the radio? <laughs> he doesn't believe us, Keith. Come on, let's show him. We're going to make a regular act out of it. Come on, Keith. Oh, I think we ought to work it up a little first, Marge. Now, don't be bashful. You take the melody and I'll harmonize. No, you take the melody and let me no, do No, you the... take it. It works better if you take the melody. No, and I... you take it because I don't know it very well. And but anyway... you're the man. You yeah. ought to take the melody. Well, I know, Marge. Somebody but... take the melody. <laughs> Of course, if you don't want to hear us. Well, I'm only joking, my dear. 
Don't let me interfere with your musical career. Oh, you're not missing anything, Mr. Gildersleeve. We're really lousy. Why, Keith? I hear you're a real singer, Mr. Gildersleeve. Well, I used to do a little glee club work in my younger days. Baritone. I also had a little specialty I used to do with a pair of bones. Now, don't get him started on that, Keith. Let Uncle Mort read his paper. Yes, yes. If you don't want to sing anymore, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? Well, anything you want to do. Well, I'll do anything you like. You suggest something. Want to go for a walk? I don't know. Do you? I don't know. You? <laughs> Marjorie. Yes? I wonder if I could have a word with you outside. What for? You'll excuse us, Keith. Little family matter. <laughs> yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, be right back. Now, my dear. Uncle Mort, if you're going to tell me. No, that... no. Keith is a fine boy, and I'm glad to have him around. But clearly, you two aren't getting anywhere. <laughs> What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? You're in a rut. Uncle Mort. Besides, everybody's got work to do here. Aunt Hattie's coming. And... Mr. Gillespie! Yes, Bertie? Shouldn't you be going? It's five minutes to Aunt Hattie right now. Yeah, five minutes? Oh, my goodness. My watch has stopped. Come on, Leroy. Time to get Aunt Hattie. Get your things on, my dear, quickly. Say goodbye to Keith. Oh, I hope I can get the car started. Where's my hat? Oh, my goodness. Wait. What am I rushing around for? We're only going to get Aunt Hattie. <laughs> Let her wait. Shove over, Marge. Do you have to take up the whole front seat? Listen, I'm sitting on practically nothing as it is. Now, children, let's not quarrel. It's only a few blocks. I didn't want to come anyway. Marjorie, that's not a nice thing to say. Aunt Hattie would be hurt if you didn't come to meet her. Maybe she would and maybe she wouldn't. After all, Aunt Hattie was your father's sister, you know. We're very fond of Aunt Hattie. She's a fine woman. Very happy that we're going to have her with us. We hope that she'll be able to stay a few days. Several days. Are you perchance jesting? Yeah. <laughs> Leroy! Watch I... it, Uncle Mort! Oh! <laughs> Well, we made pretty good time <laughs> I'm afraid her train's already come in How about Leroy? Oh, wait a minute, say, Unc Yes? One question, won't we meet Aunt Hattie? Yes Do we have to kiss her? Naturally, you'll kiss your Aunt Hattie Are you gonna kiss her? I suppose so, of course You kiss her first Hop out I won't kiss her if you don't kiss her Listen, you little savage, you'll do as I tell you <laughs> We all have to do things in this life we don't like And this is one of them Uncle Mort, coming down the walk Huh? Uncle Mort, look Where? Uh, all the kissing is off, Leroy <laughs> Well, well, Hattie By George, you're a sight for sore eyes <laughs> Great Gildersleeve will be with us again in just a few seconds
let's get back to the great Gildersleeve. He's at home with his family, finishing up a deluxe lunch, which Bertie has served in honor of Aunt Hattie. Yeah, more rice pudding, Leroy? Yeah, you got a hunk with lots of raisins? I'll see. Oh, uh, what about you, Hattie? A little more Bertie's rice pudding? Uh, no, thank you, Throckmorton. It's very good, but just a teensy bit heavy for me. Well, I'm the one who should worry about that. Nobody minds a woman who's a little plump. And not that you're plump at all. Uh, <clears throat> rice pudding, Marjorie? No, thank you. May I be excused now, Aunt Hattie? Uh, certainly, Marjorie, since you ask so nicely. Going somewhere, my dear? Oh, just over to Penny's for a while. Well, now, Aunt Hattie has just arrived. I should think you'd want to stick around and get acquainted. Oh, uh, just think, Marjorie, I haven't seen you since you were a little girl with pigtails and a big pink hair ribbon. My, but you were a pretty child. And she's growing up very pretty, too. Of course, but as a child, she had a radiant quality and the loveliest blonde hair. I'm still a blonde. But much darker. The boys like it. Yeah, no, my dear. <laughs> You're much too young to be thinking of such things, Marjorie. Uh, let's all go in the living room, shall we? I, uh, I haven't finished my tea, Throckmorton. Oh, pardon me. Well, I'm all done. Can I beat it, Unc? Uh, <laughs> you mean you wish to be excused, Leroy? Yeah, I'm going over to Pigs. But Aunt Hattie has just arrived, my boy. She hadn't seen you since you were a baby. Last time I saw Leroy, he had on nothing but his little underpants. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cute. Oh, for corn's sake. <laughs> uh, Miss Foster, would you like a little more tea? Uh, no, thank you, Bertie. A fine lunch, Bertie. Fine, delicious. Thank you, sir. Wasn't it a fine lunch, Hattie? Awfully good. Uh, Bertie, have you ever tried cooking the veal with onions? Yes, ma'am, I have, but Leroy can't eat anything cooked with onions. Why not, Leroy? I just hate him, that's all. Oh, such a big boy, too. Well, you can learn to eat onions while I'm here. Uh, that can be one of our military objectives. Uh, we'll just pretend you're a soldier, only instead of going over the top, your assignment is to like onions. How do you think that will work out? I guess I'll just have to be shot at sunrise. <laughs> oh. Oh, Leroy has a lot of Gildersleeve in him, hasn't he, Throckmorton? 50-50, <laughs> I suppose. Uh, uh, what do you mean, Hattie? You Gildersleeves have always been stubborn. Oh, I don't know. There never was a man as stubborn as your father, Throckmorton. Do you remember how he swore Haley's Comet was a fake? My father never swore anything of the kind. Oh, yes, he did. Your father thought the whole thing was some kind of a money-making scheme. It probably was. Throckmorton. <laughs> Haley had been dead for 150 years. It still could have been a fake. I saw the comet, Throckmorton. Well, I didn't, and what's more, my father wasn't stubborn. Uh, let's go in the living room, shall we? Yeah, what can we lose? <laughs> Careful, Leroy. Do you mind if I turn on the radio, Uncle? Yes, I do. This is a time for conversation, not entertainment. I can turn it on very low and still hear the conversation. No, Leroy. What do you want to hear, Leroy? Mary's struggle against life. <laughs> it has the funniest commercials you ever heard. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's the kind of program you should be listening to, Leroy. If you must listen to the radio, pick out some good music. Yes, and Hattie is right. Good music. There's a good band on WSUM right now. Jack Warren and his hot melody makers. That's not what I mean by good music, Marjorie. You don't like Jack Warren? I do not. Put her there, Aunt Hattie. I think he stinks, too. <laughs> Leroy! Uh, doorbell, I'll go on. Yeah, you better. Very well, Leroy. Good heavens, Rockmorton. 
These children behave as if you'd never given them any training at all. Now, Hattie. Oh, hello, Mrs. Ransom. Hello, Leroy. Your uncle doesn't happen to be home, does he? Yeah, he's here. He's talking to my aunt. Well. Uh, uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, old friend and neighbor, Hattie. Oh. Uh, excuse me for just running over like this, Rockmartin. I had no idea you were having company. Uh, <laughs> 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 Uh, this is Miss Forrester, Leela, and Mrs. Ransom, Hattie. She's Leroy and Marjorie's aunt, Leela, on their father's side. Oh, of course. I'm awfully happy to meet you, Miss Forrester. How do you do? <laughs> Throckmorton and I are very old friends, Miss Forrester. Oh, I'd never have the nerve to come bursting in so unceremoniously. I see. Oh, but we've been so close, I don't mind running over here whenever I need help. Yes. <laughs> Uh, what can I do for you, Leela? Uh, do for me? Oh, oh, yes. Uh, you know all about banking and things like that. Throckmorton, do they have a right to charge me when I overdraw? Oh, yes, Leela. <laughs> but I only overdrew four cents and they charged me a quarter. That doesn't seem very fair. Well, it's not the amount, Leela. It's the expense they have to go to, notifying you, the extra bookkeeping, and so on. They always charge a quarter. Oh, for heaven's sakes. I might as well have gone $5 over and got my money's worth. <laughs> but if you're sure it's all right, I'll pay it. I've always been suspicious of bankers ever since my grandfather died. We opened his safety deposit box and there wasn't a thing in it. Yeah. Don't you think that's strange, Miss Forrester? Well, yes, I suppose so. Well, anyway, Throckmorton, I'm ever so much obliged to you for straightening me out, you old darling. Hey! <laughs> it's nice you can be here for a visit, Miss Forrester. Perhaps Throckmorton will bring you over for tea one of these days. That would be lovely. Don't forget now, I'll be expecting you real soon. Oh, hello, Marjorie. I didn't see you sitting there. Hello. Goodbye now. Goodbye. I'll just let myself out, Leroy. Okay. <laughs> well, Throckmorton uh? I'm beginning to understand Why the children are as wild as they are <laughs> <laughs> With uh, this sort of thing going on There's nothing going on, Hattie Don't tell me I have eyes and I can see But she's just a... You and I had better have a long talk, Throckmorton Well, all right, but not now What's the matter with right now? Well, uh, I have to get a haircut. Now? Mm -hmm. I made an appointment with a barber Saturday afternoon. You know, crowded, but I'll be back. Can I go out now, Unky? Yeah, can I? No, you children stay here and uh, get acquainted with your Aunt Hattie. Well, Commissioner, the way you picture the situation, I guess there ain't much chance we'll see you at the Jolly Boys Club tonight. Well, it's her first night here. Still, I wonder... Might as well put it out of your mind right now, Mr. Gildersleeve. You don't understand the situation at all, Floyd. I just got her here to help me straighten out the children. She won't fence me in. That's what you think. You think she's just going to watch the kids' table manners. You'll find out it's you she wants to reform. Any signs of that yet? Well, a few. Sure. They want to improve everybody. Last time my mother-in-law was here, she made me quit smoking. Two trips before, she broke me a cigars, but that didn't satisfy her. She'd make me quit eating if she knew how much I enjoy it. Well, I wouldn't let any woman push me around like that, Floyd. I'd just tell her to mind her own business. Oh, it's not so easy, Mr. Gildersleeve. The woman is in the house. You gotta live with it. You see that face every time you walk in the front door. Might be she decides to play it one way. She looks sad. Every time you sit down at your table, there's that face. 
sad. Or it might be she decides to play it the other way, sore. Every time you go in the parlor, there's that face. <laughs> hey, don't jump like that. I'll cut your ear off. Well, quit scaring me, will you? Darn it, Floyd, I came here to get away from this kind of thing. Sorry? Want any tonic or anything on it? No. Uh, still, it's kind of early yet. How about a shampoo? I got a routine that takes 45 minutes if you want to go for it. Go ahead. Only don't talk. You're the doctor. Get the hot water running here. It'll be hot in a minute. Don't fence me in. Oh, I'd rather hear you talk. Is that you, Uncle Morris? Uh, yes, my dear. Where's your Aunt Hattie? Out in the kitchen telling Bertie how to cook. Oh, my goodness. Uncle Mort, she's being awful. She told yeah, me Wait a minute, I... wait a minute. I've got to take care of Bertie first. Absolutely impossible to keep her kitchen clean any other way, Bertie. You're probably right, Miss Barcelona. No two ways about it, Bertie. I've tried every system, so I know. Oh, well, exchanging household hints, is that it? Well, I'll bet Miss Forrester knows a lot of tricks, eh, Bertie? Yes. Well, Drockmont, you certainly had a haircut. I like it this way. I, I think I'll go up and take a bath before dinner. Is there plenty of hot water? Oh, there's plenty, Hattie. Go right ahead. I know how it is when you've been traveling. Take a nice, long bath. I feel sticky all over. I, I think I will. Uh, supper at six, sharp, Bertie? Yes, ma'am. Very well. Uh, you remember about boiling all the pans, though, Bertie? Yes, ma'am. Uh, Mr. Gill, please. Yes, Bertie? That, that knee of mine sure had a bad relapse today. Oh, really, Bertie? I'm sorry. Yes, sir. I'm beginning to think I'll have to stay off of it for a while. I believe if I went to my sister and stayed with her for a month, that I just... Month, Bertie. Um, look, Bertie. Uh, Miss Forrester's only staying a few days, Bertie. We'll just have to be patient. Well, I don't know. As soon as she goes, you can take it easy. You can live like a queen. Only for goodness sake, don't go and leave. What's going on out here anyway? Uh, nothing, my dear. Bertie hasn't been feeling very good. Yeah, I know what's the matter with Bertie. Same thing that's the matter with me. Why, do you know Aunt Hattie wouldn't even let Keith come over this afternoon? Shh, uh, not so loud. Well, honestly. Marjorie, she's only going to be here a day or so. We can be polite for two days, surely. I don't know about that. She's your father's sister, my dear, and she means well. Well, I'll try. For corn's sake, why is everybody out here? Uh, hello, Leroy. Where is she? Yeah. <laughs> uh, where is who? Aunt Meanie. Yep. Do you know what she's trying to make me do? She wants me to get up at 6 o'clock every morning and practice the piano. Yep. 6 o'clock? Yeah. That's not the half of it. In the afternoon, yeah, I have sh to... Not so loud, my boy. Leroy, as I've just told Bertie and Marjorie, your aunt is only staying till Monday at the latest. We must all try to make her stay a pleasant one. Pleasant? She wants me to put on a necktie every night for supper. Well, you can stand it for a few nights, my boy. Uh, I'll pay you. Five cents a night. Well, I don't guarantee I can do it, but... Yeah, I'll answer that. I'll be back in a minute, and we can settle it then. Yes? Who is it? Party named Hattie Forrester here. Yes? Well, here's a trunk. Trunk? Yeah. And three suitcases, a hat box, and a sewing machine. She... She must be here for the duration.
This is the Armed Forces Radio Service.